Explain well. Exclusive to The Drive with Robin Ross. And specifically today, we're going to talk about mental health with your kids. Yeah, so I think many of us have become more aware of the need to talk about mental health, the need to address it, but specifically amongst young people. So I had a chat today. UNICEF has done a study in which they found that 60% of children and youth feel they need mental health support. But what's very interesting is there's a particular age group that is battling more than others, and it's the age group of 15 to 24-year-olds, where 70% said that they feel they need help to improve their mental well-being. So you actually spoke to someone from UNICEF, Toby Fricker, who has given more context on what these numbers actually mean. Absolutely, because and, and one of the one of the questions I asked him, because some of the interventions that they recommend and some of the ways that we can address this is through having more conversations that normalize um, mental health and well-being in the household. But the challenge, of course, in South Africa is not all children come from a family where, one, this could happen or where they have parents to talk to and this is what he had to say about that the absence of parental attachment, nurturing care you know, in childhood is a major uh, challenge and it's a major driver of mental health problems. And we know in South Africa that, that far too many children are not living you know, with, with both their parents uh, and, and have it, other caregivers, you know, extended family potentially looking after them, who may not be able to cope as much themselves. And so and in that context, they've invested quite a bit of resources in terms of, for example, capacitating not just relatives, aunts, grannies, whoever, but also teachers in terms of how do we respond to these challenges. Ja, ek dink in die ouderdomsgroep is daar ook rarig een groot inpak wat gesien kan word door kieberbullies. So daar is Jyl wat mense wat goed sê vir mekaar op sociale media en kinders wat raarig min of meer diezelfde ouderdom is en daar is nie raarige gedachte wat daar inpak van a horrible comment kan maak op a ander kindse geestesgezondheid nie. And then they don't know really how to deal with that because someone said something mean on social media and to them in, at that young age it's very real and it's very... Hmm almost like their worth is so attached in how much and how popular they are on social media and if people are saying mean things to them they don't know how to process it. I was just going to say I mean in the last hour of the show we've been talking about a prank that we pulled at Varsity mm. which was 20 years ago and I'm talking about you know photographs that we developed on print yeah, uh, mm. kind of thing. I can't imagine what it must be like being 15, 16 years old at the moment in the era of social media, when we know how curated something like Instagram is and how put on everything is, and you're constantly being bombarded with these comparisons to other people's lives that are just handpicked to be the yeah. absolute best of the best all the time, and sort of, this is the repeated image you're being fed to compare yourself against. Mm. It must be beyond difficult. Yeah, and I don't think at this point where we are, 2023, you can almost have a conversation about mental health without looking at the impact of social media and how those two go together. Yeah. 
And also, I mean, as a parent of, uh, you know, teenagers or preteens and a teenager, it's also, you know, difficult, hard to navigate that situation as well, because sometimes you feel like you're being, you know, constructive or, you know, criticizing constructively. But mm. that can be also taken as like your parents are, you know, the a part of the haters as well, yeah. even though they're trying to, you know, help you fix certain behaviors as well with things like that. Yeah. And, and one of the beautiful things from that for me, Joe, is that you are a parent who acknowledges this who addresses it because that is essentially what it comes down to yeah. and what I asked Toby is if he could give three quick takeaways for parents in terms of what to do and how to address it this is what he advised open up that conversation you know have, have that conversation with your child where you can secondly really really make yourself aware of what, what resources are out there there are resources that, that support parents there are apps like the Sinabuo uh, teen app there's the ECD Mobi app that provides support to parents and, and providing your your child and, and your young person with that stable environment as much as you can yeah I mean that's such a good piece of advice and I was looking at all of this information and there I, I drew a little thread here through three pieces in the findings of the poll that I just wanted to share with you right so Christelle was talking about that 15 to 24 year old age group 70% of them say that they acknowledge that they need more mental health support so the kids are saying themselves, we need more help. Yeah. It then goes on to say only 36% of them have spoken to a caregiver about their mental health. So they're not talking necessarily to the adults around them. Mm-hmm. But 91% of respondents say that they are confident to some degree of being able to provide support for their friends. So the kids see it. The kids are making an effort to help each other out, but they still don't feel comfortable talking to the adults in the room. There is a thing that we can take away that's useful because I love the fact that they are paying attention to it, that they can see what they need, that they are being there Mm. for each other. It's that last bit of grown up to kid that we need to work on. Yeah, and I think what um, Toby also kind of touched on very briefly is just the fact that they are growing up in an, in a situation and in an, in a society where mental health awareness is more prevalent like when yeah. we were growing up you didn't talk about no. depression you didn't talk about bipolar or whatever mm. other mental health questions or issues there may be so the fact that they are kind of all more exposed to that is really lending itself to that self-awareness where yeah. you go okay cool I'm not okay let me speak to my friend about it maybe what? that's that kind of um, gap between the adults and the kids will be bridged at some time but it's a good thing that they can talk to their peers yeah when I was growing up the the answer to the question hey bro how are you doing was always yeah good bro how are you mm. there was no other alternative answer to that question and I love the fact that as you say the kids are realizing this and I think it's important for some adults who think you know mental health is airy fairy nonsense to realize that it's not mm. and to make an effort all of us to make ourselves more available to young people ask more questions and see how they're doing a little bit more because I love you know, 91% of them think they can help out their mates, but only a third of them are talking to the adults. Yeah. That's a belongrika, belongrika, dung die. So, um, World Mental Health Day, we're going to carry on having this conversation. It's The Drive with Rob and Roz. Absolutely phenomenal. Ooh, Jacaranda FM.